Happy Friday, everyone, and welcome to the Kind of Funny Morning Show. I am very excited today. My name is Nick Scarpino, but that doesn't matter because sitting to my left is my dear, dear friend and very, very talented person, Mr. Mark Ellis. This is what matters. I had to move my... Uh... I had to move my Starbucks cup out of the way because when I go to Starbucks, I get the uh, the carnival size. Dude, I don't, this like is hilarious. This is, I'm, I'm getting a little, yeah. like I'm a little jealous and I'm feeling a Look little inferior to you right now that you got the Trenta and I got the Venti. I go Trenta. You ever uh, you ever make the mistake of go to like a coffee bean and you say Trenta? Yeah. They kick you out. Well, they, <laughs> they do the thing where they're like, oh, it's, we say large here. <laughs> And you're like, oh, I'm sorry, I forgot. You're the inferior yeah. Starbucks. Yeah, it's the I same like, with Pete's. We have Pete's up here, and they're Pete's. always like, oh, you want a large, medium, and like just whatever the fucking vent, whatever venti is. Okay, guy. I'm the guy I'm that'll bougie. go to Wendy's and order McNuggets because because you know what I'm after. <laughs> yeah, you get you're understanding that we're in the general vicinity <laughs> of a prepackaged minced chicken thing that is fried. <laughs> just fucking put it in a bag for me and let me have it. Uh, it's gonna be a good one today, ladies and gentlemen. Of course, Mark is joining us today for the morning show. Uh, he will also be on a very special gog that we're doing for him where I am basically, I'm going to, I want to do a deep dive into that brain of his about what it takes to actually be a successful stand-up comic because I have yet to broach that. I have yet to get through that barrier. I've read some books. I read the comedy Bible so did I can you, give you some. Did yeah. you ever do a comedy class? Did you ever I did. do a comedy school? Did. You did? Yeah. did. Oh, we're yeah. going to get to yeah. that later. Yeah. We're going to get to that later. There's a, a stigma about that up here. There's a stigma, there's a stigma in my brain about it. I mean, it's, it, it's, it is not necessary, but I did it because I didn't know any better. Sorry. I think when, when, when you have a lack of knowledge about something, any starting point is always a good starting point. I yeah, think. always think it's like a class like the learning annex, and usually it's not. No. Yeah. It's usually just someone who wants to make some money off of you uh, <laughs> because you don't know what you're doing. You'll give them some money. <laughs> oh, I'm $500 funnier. Yeah. It doesn't work like that. Do I get to skip? Do I get, do I get a set at the store? No, no, no. You still have to. You still have to go. Having said that, I literally encouraged two of my friends to take a comedy class this week just because I'm I'm sick of dealing with it. Yeah, I'm, I'm sick of dealing with it. Hey, is this funny? Is this funny? Like, you're gonna have to take a class now. I just can't, go. I just can't go help you anymore. Oh God, I can't even imagine because there's got to be so many people that reach out to you on a personal level and be like, Hey, I need you to help me with these things, or, or like, Is my set funny? Can you come watch me? And you're like. I don't have time for that. Shit. I'm happy to. I'm happy to do it if you're upfront about it. Sure. Like, hey, can we sit down? I'll buy you a coffee and let's just let, let's work through some premise. What I hate are people who just run bits like they're just doing normal conversation. Like, hey, Nick, man, it was crazy when I was in Target. Get this, I'm in line, right? And I'm like, ah, I see <laughs> where like, this is no, going. No, I can't do that. Well, okay, scratch off our lunch. <laughs> then we're not gonna. <laughs> We're not going to have a very I heard good you've lunch. been making the rounds. I have been making the rounds. Yeah. I have been putting in the work, uh, and it is heartbreaking. And every single time, I wonder, <laughs> why am I doing this? You have such a smile on your face when you describe it's so, it. It's so, because it's fun. And the, the, well, the thing about me is, I have this, right? And I've, al I've always thought, yeah. like, I've got this to fall back on. At the end of the day, there's a, a couple thousand people watching this. There's a few people in the chat that are like, we don't give a fuck what you do. We just think <laughs> it's fun to watch you, and we like being on the journey with you. We like being on this ride with you. And it's been very encouraging to fail and have that level of vulnerability and have people be like, we got your back. Don't worry about it. It's, it's cool. the thing. You, you realize very quickly you have to fail so much time and time and time again. And you actually learn to embrace it because that's the only way you get better. Yeah. You're in a very... Different position than I was when I started, though, because usually when you start stand-up, nobody knows who you are. Yeah. So you actually have the benefit of just bombing in front of strangers, where they're never going to remember. You, on the other hand, have fans yeah. that come out to the show. Yeah. So if you suck in front of your fans, it's they're going to remember it forever. I didn't actually think about it that way. Yeah. So thanks forever. For, <laughs> thank you for thank you for putting You'll that never live added down, pressure man. on top. No, all kidding aside on that, though, it's been interesting because that was a big uh, thing for me. I was, I was like, I don't want to fail in front of these. people. 
people because I am maybe something to them. It turns out I'm not. They're just like, you're a fucking idiot. <laughs> but, but it's been fun because there have been a, quite a few people out there who have come to support every single show. And they will walk up to me and be like, hey, that the Catholic joke's way better now. I like what you did with this, and I like how you tweaked this. And I'm like, oh, so you're just like a fan watching me almost like a fighter where I'm like, I got my ass kicked a bunch of times yeah. and now you see my art kind of evolve and you like to watch me over and over again get my ass kicked until maybe one day I'll win. They're like watching you. You're like a, you're like a top high school prospect, you know, and you just had your first college season and you're going through it and you're getting better. Your shot's getting better. Yeah. Your stroke's getting a little better. Let's just hope, ball I, don't, handling, let's yeah. hope I don't blow out a fucking uh, my <laughs> knee anytime soon. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, if you didn't know, the Kind of Funny Morning Show comes to you each and every day here at twitch.tv slash Kind of Funny Games. It's a live show. We've been having some internet issues, so if it cuts out, I apologize, but guess what? All those amazing quips that you're going to miss, we put those on YouTube later in one full show. Usually goes up at two, but Kevin over there, the impenetrable Kevin Coelho, has been putting up way earlier, so definitely go over there, rewatch the show. Tell your buddy, you got a buddy named Brad? Tell him we talked about him today. But like, Mark Ellis was talking about you, Brad. Go watch the show, subscribe over on our YouTube What's channel, up, Brad? and leave a comment saying how much you love us or how much you like watching me fail. Either way, doesn't matter, a comment's a comment. Appreciate that. Of course, if watching things isn't your thing, if you like to drive around and not see visual uh, representations of my beard, well, you can get us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, all those things, you sick bastards. Do they this know it's life. not real? This is all CGI. It I, is. I, got, I was so disappointed. It's a naked face. They've Tupac'd me. They just painted in. What's with my hair? There was a dude who had a car accident right outside. He's probably listening to the show and laughing. Is he? Yeah, we were we we were outside. There was a hit and run. I guess it wasn't a hit and run. They stopped, but there was a bumper. Nobody was hurt. You made this story started off horrifically. Yeah, I know. And ended kind of nice actually. Anytime you say car accident, like I just think like minor, like like, just a very minor, and then you think, oh, that could have been drastically awful. And then no, I always think like if there's a car accident and it happens and it's right outside and it's like bad, am I gonna run outside? Or I'm just going to sit there and just keep staring and be like, ah, they look like they're moving. Uh, it's one of those gut check moments where there have been multiple s- situations since I moved to San Francisco where I thought that I'm a brave hero and I've just walked by. I've walked by. It's, it's, it's sad to say, but I think we're on such information overload. There's so many different things going on in everyone's lives that it's like someone else will take care of that person who's bleeding on the ground. Dude, you know what I got That'll to do? Fine. I got to, with my roommate, I got to be like Liam Neeson and taken. You know when his daughter gets kidnapped yeah. and he's like walking her through because he's not there in the room? Mm-hmm. So my apartment the other day, this, 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 apparently this woman just came screaming by outside and she was yelling, help, help me, help me, help me. But she went to the door next to my apartment. I wasn't home. So my roommate calls me and she's like, hey, what do I do? And, uh, and I'm like, you go in the bedroom mm-hmm. and you lock the door. And in my head, I'm thinking, I'm thinking if they come in there, uh, whoever it is, put them on the phone and I'll tell them about my special set of skills. It was the closest <laughs> I've ever been. And I was trying to imagine, like, I'm, I'm, I'm so happy I'm not in the apartment because mm-hmm. my job would have been to go outside yeah. and investigate. I don't want to do that. No, I don't want to do that either. Yeah. Chances are that person's problems are just going to become your problems. And it's way better just to shy away from that. Yeah, they probably have good Love drugs, them. though. They might have some good drugs. We don't advocate a lot of drug use nope. here up in San no, Francisco. As a, as a general rule in this town, very clean. Very clean town of drugs. Really? No. Oh, no, yeah. I was going to say. so much everything going around. I'm very clean of drugs, though. I saw my first person doing heroin the other day on the oh, street. Oh, that's a, that's a good moment. Of I was life. walking. I did a, a thing for SF Sketchfest, which was at a cool little bar, but in the heart of the Tenderloin. And as I was walking back... I looked over, and one person was just injecting someone else's arm. I mean, the needle was just sticking out, and I was like, 
San Francisco. Okay, this is That's what I know about doing heroin. And everything I know about doing heroin, I learned from Nikki Six from Motley Crue on Behind the Music, where he said I that heroin addicts. I thought you Nikki Six for a second. I was they, like, oh, that'd be awesome. great. That'd be no. Horrible, but probably. He said that heroin addicts, like, are really, they really want to inject themselves. Like, they don't let, like, we're buddies, mm-hmm. but I'm not going to let you inject me with heroin because this is my needle. This yeah. is my arm. Well, so if somebody else is doing it for you, that means. You got a big heroin problem. <laughs> <laughs> that means you're so fucked up on heroin yeah. that you don't you don't have the power to manipulate your own fingers anymore. Yeah, as opposed to just bad. like, hey, look, I had a, I had a couple heroines earlier. I, I don't know what the units of measurement are. Like milligrams, like, grams, yeah. who the hell knows? I just know for sure that it freaks me the fuck out. I had a few drums of heroin and it was good. It's one of those things where I early on in my uh, podcasting career when I started being in front of the camera, mm-hmm. not behind the camera. I, is that I, you started out? Yeah, you? I started. Uh, I was uh, well. My history is I was. We were all over at IGN together, and then I was head right. of production over there. So I was one okay. of their. I started as one of their producers when their team was like four people, and then yeah. me and the rest of the guys helped grow it to a legit post production and production department. I went production route, and I had like, I think at one point I had twenty direct reports underneath me. Whew. Way too many. Yeah, and they loved me. They <laughs> loved me because I was so checked out toward the end, my, the end of my tenure at IGN <laughs> that they, literally I had a production coordinator, Alexis. Everyone knows her. She's uh, she just got recently got married to a hundred pence, and now they're living a life that I could never, ever fucking imagine. Um, but she used to. I used to text her because she had to run the morning meeting. We do morning meetings, stand ups uh-huh. every day at ten a.m. Ten a.m. Yeah, not very yeah. late. Your show, by the way, yeah. eight thirty a.m. I had to be there, and yeah. it was it was early. But I got there on time. I got to do that every day. It's horrible. Uh, 10 a.m. Mm-hmm. And I used to text her and be like, I'm running late. You have to run this meeting. And she'd be like, I'm literally behind you. <laughs> and it was just the worst. And I'd be like, God damn it. I am the worst boss. Then I vacated and now they have other people over there that actually care. And that's great. Now you're, living, to, you're living your best life. Living the, the beard dream. is in front of the camera. Living the dream. Ladies and gents, I forgot how we got on that. But I'll tell you one thing. You should get on this shirt segue. This episode of the Kind of Funny Morning Show is brought to you by, I was going to talk about cocaine, that's why. Um, <laughs> com slash store where you can get this brand new shirt that is a logo that we designed all our own. We did not in any way, shape, or form steal this or rip this off from Tim's favorite beverage. This is just us. Look so at all don't, sizes. Look at that. 4XL? There's no excuses. Go over there and get the LaCroix shirt. Right, I mean, the Kind of Funny Game shirt right yeah, now. That's nice. And you guys Nick can get Nick, you're told the, one thing. You can't. I don't know if you know this about me. Don't ever tell me not to do something. Okay. Because my brain, I don't do it on Nick, purpose. Nick, where are the Olympics? But my brain fixates on it. And then I go, don't do it, don't do it, don't do it. And the first thing out of my mouth is the thing that I'm not supposed to say. Every single time. Okay, so Every what, are you, time. what are you thinking right now? Uh, cocaine. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm not supposed to yeah, say that. I just always thought anything. it was funny to make fun of cocaine, but I've never done it, and it terrifies me. I, I, saw, it, I saw it done once in a, in a hotel room. Uh, on the Sunset Strip. Yeah. I was just hanging out with some people after a set, and I didn't know any better, so I'm yeah. just in this hotel room with a bunch of people, and they take out some cocaine. And cocaine, like, as soon as they do it, they get really sketched out if you don't do it. Yeah, they'll like, be they, you an arc. They start out so nice, like, hey, man, you want a bump? And then I was like, no, they're, they're like, why do you want a bump? Yeah. And I'm like, uh, <laughs> like I'm sorry. Uh, I, I don't even right. know what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't even say bump. They said, hey, man, do you want a party? And I was like, what, are there going to be zoo animals yeah. or balloons? What, <laughs> like, I thought we were partying right now. Like, Isn't three of us in a room drinking alcohol? Doesn't that necessitate a party? Uh, I'm an embarrassment to the drug culture. Uh, aren't we all, though? I don't think you have to do drugs to have fun. You can be high on life. Uh, okay, what else do we have here? Uh, 
Let's go into some news. How about that? You yeah. want to talk about some of the top news stories on Friday, which is always the best news day? <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, Friday. A whole lot of stuff. That's I'm, the big cycle. I'm glad you're here because I'm like, oh, well, Mark's here, so we, we'll have nothing to talk about. But we'll, yeah, we'll have figure something to talk out. about. Yeah. Well, today's top story actually comes from yesterday, sadly, but uh, we do this show at 11 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, and this story dropped over on The Hollywood Reporter at 2 p.m. Uh, this is from... Uh, this is an exclusive over on The Hollywood Reporter. Joss Whedon exits Batgirl movie. Ah! Yeah. I'm shocked. Utterly Hugely shocked. Shocked. Uh, the story reads, Josh Whedon is saying goodbye to DC Entertainment heroine Batgirl. Whedon, the creator of Buffy the Vampire Slayer, among other pop culture touchstones, is exiting the Warner Brothers feature project, which he uh, was writing and was slated to direct. Quote, Batgirl is such an exciting project, and Warner's DC is such collaborative and supportive partners that it took me months to realize I really didn't have a story. Oh, oh <laughs> We not Thursday Christ. told oh, The Hollywood boy. Reporter in a statement referring to DC President Jeff Johns and Warner Brothers President, a uh, picture group president, Toby Emmerich. He, he added, uh, quote, I'm grateful to Jeff and Toby and everyone who was so welcoming when I arrived and so understanding when I, uh, is there a sexier <laughs> word than failed? <laughs> Question mark. I don't have a story. I've had I've had months to come up with this thing. Turns I was out, so excited. Turns out when you just sit at Starbucks and just do this, you're not actually writing a story. Uh, do you? You're you're way more uh, tied into the community down there. You know way more about this industry than I do. Is this a red herring? Are we? Is he saying, hey, I just, it's my fault that I failed. I gotta go. Or do we feel like he's like? I've been in the Marvel ecosystem before, and this sucks. Yeah, I like, think, what do I do? I, I think everybody's running for the hills right now. You think so? Um, from that, yeah. I mean, I, I don't because they don't know what they're doing going forward. They really don't. Mm -hmm. They had a great success with Wonder Woman. Hopefully, they have it with Aquaman. But Justice League put such a stink on everything. Here's the big problem: is that they never want to make another Superman movie. Apparently, they have a decent Superman. Yeah. They just don't want to make any more movies with just Superman. Yeah. They either want him to fight somebody or have him team up with a bunch of other heroes which is fine, but one of your marquee heroes is Batman, and Ben Affleck has not wanted to play Batman for like two years. This is like you're just in a really shitty relationship, and you're just too lazy to file the divorce papers. Yeah. You know, it's like, are we going to do that today? Nah, let's just let's just do heroin. Like, let's just, just go into that room and do heroin. Just figure it out. They have to. They they need somebody who actually wants to play Batman to get in there. And once they have that piece solidified, you can start to move forward. Like I think it'd be interesting if you kept everybody, all the characters in the Justice League, still in their roles. Because Gal Gadot's great. Mm -hmm. uh, I thought Ray Fisher was awesome. Mm -hmm. Momoa, uh, Ezra Miller, they're all great at their roles. So just get a Batman that wants to be there. Yeah. And then everything else is going to fall into place. Like with Batgirl, with everything else, it's hard to make a Batgirl movie unless you know who else is around Gotham City. Yeah, very good point. Very good point. And and and, and I, I just think Joss Whedon's like, I got other stuff I want to do. I don't want these people who know nothing about comic books telling me what to do. Yeah. There's been so many directors that have signed on to do a DC project. Why? Because they all read the comics when they were kids. And I want to do this story. And then they get in there, and it's like meeting. Have you ever met with executives? No. They're mostly idiots. Yeah. They just sit, I don't know how they get to that job. They're like, good. I've been in meetings with people in Los Angeles, and you're just sitting there like, what do you do? Mm -hmm. Who? Who gave you a green light ever? And then you have to deal with it. And he's like, I'm Joss Whedon. I don't want to deal with this crap. I've never been around executives in the entertainment industry, but if they're anything like the tech and media industry, oh, they're brutal. They're, it's just people who are professionally good at not getting fired. And that's generally what that, that has generally been. There are so few people that you meet in your life that you're like, wow. You have an unbelievably acute grasp of your industry and your job. I right thought now. I thought they did that in the tech industry, though. I thought that's what this whole there's valley a lot, was there's based a lot, on. It depends on where you go. 
Apple, sure. Yeah. You know, Google, yeah. But there are a lot of other companies where you're like, is your job here just to make sure, as a vice president, that lunch gets delivered? Is that what you do here every day? You know what their jobs are in LA? Mm. Their jobs are, are schedule meetings. Yeah. That's what they do. That's what do they do in the meetings? Put two people in Nothing. the room together. Yeah. That's what it we does. Just, hey, we should have a meeting and ideate on how to get some symmetry and synergy going organically. Yeah, that's smart. It's like, what that did we just wise. accomplish? Nothing. We got lunch, though. Um, but yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. This is uh, it, it's weird. It'll be interesting to see what happens if 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 there's any shakeup at all in DC. I know they just put the new president of uh, of the pictures there. It doesn't. None of that stuff. No, it, it, it's that. just a new. It's just a new person scheduling meetings and inviting you to join them on LinkedIn. Yeah. That's all it is. Like <laughs> you need to get somebody who is DC needs to unite under one Kevin Feige like person. Yeah. They don't have that infrastructure. It's supposed to be Jeff Johns though, right? It's supposed to be Jeff Johns. But and then at one point it was going to be uh, then Walter Mata comes in mm-hmm. and then you have uh, Chantel Nong just got hired to some executive role but none of these people really have a great handle on what they want to do going forward. It's like they just keep having meetings every day about hey what's our direction? Okay, let's just make more one one movies. Do you movies. think it's that or do you think that the the, the ship or the train has left the station. I'm, trying to, I'm mixing my metaphors here. The train's left the station, and it's going so fast, they just can't get their head wrapped around how to put it in the right direction. The good news is that with DC properties, the train has never, there's always another train coming. <laughs> there really is. It's like, oh, we missed the bat. We missed the 530 Batman. Don't worry. There's another one coming. Yeah. That character is so cool. Wonder Woman is so cool. Superman is great. Aqua- and they made Aquaman cool. Actually, That's the biggest actually, accomplishment of the last 10 that's years. That's huge. That's huge. We I actually really liked Jason Momoa as Aquaman. He, I, I made fun of Aquaman daily yeah. for 35 years. That's what you and do. then I saw Jason Momoa was playing him. I'm like, I'm not going to make fun of that dude. I'm going to be that dude for uh, Halloween now. I started making fun of him when I saw the uh, the cameo that they had all of them in in Batman v Superman. <laughs> when Aquaman was there just swimming at the camera for 15 minutes, you're like, are you going to cut away from the shot at any point? He's just like, I thought. Remember? And then he was away. I was like, that's going to be terrible. But then we see him, then I see him in the trailer for uh, Justice League, and I'm like, mm-hmm. they actually have a cool little take on this guy. Maybe I'll give J- that Momoa a chance, that up-and-coming Momoa, never seen him in anything else. <laughs> give him a chance. <laughs> like an asshole that I am. I'm like, he was fucking Kyle Drogo, for Christ's sake. Uh, let's segue into the next news story real quick here. This is something I'm very interested in, because Netflix obviously has been just throwing money at every creator they possibly can to bring something cool and unique to their platform. And I don't know anything about Mute. But I do like Duncan Jones. Uh-huh. I did like Moon. And I do like Netflix's uh, proclivity to give people a little more creative uh, uh, freedom than most other people are. But this movie is getting panned right you now. You know what's cool about Mute? Mm. Is that if you like Moon or yeah. you like Source Code, this movie takes place in the same universe, really? so to speak. Yeah, I mean, okay. it doesn't really matter because they're not really connected in any nah. way. But but Duncan Jones has said that like this movie, uh, they all are in on the same Earth or, cool. or away from the same Earth. So in the same universe where Moon happened, where Source Code happened, this movie happened too. And Netflix is so Teflon when it comes to criticism because critics pan bright, they pan Cloverfield Paradox, mm-hmm. they're killing this, doesn't matter. People are going to watch just it. Keep doing you it. know why? Because you can you can watch it like this. Yep. You don't have to. It, like when you read a review of a movie, I watched and, Batman Forever the other day because it was on Netflix. Oh, I was dear like, God. Let's watch it. Fuck it. Let's go down this road again. Oh, you know what the worst thing about Batman Forever is? Is the music. They went from the great Danny Elfman score to just this. Oh my God, it's so bad. It's, it does have Kiss from a Rose in it. Was that the one that ended with Kiss from a Rose? Is that Seal? Kiss from a Rose is in the movie, but uh, no, it ends with the U two song. That's uh, right. Kiss me, thrill me, kill me, f me, whatever. Bono said, "Yeah, 
Anyway, <laughs> watch Mute over Batman Forever. There you go. Have you seen it yet? Have I've not it seen yet? Mute. No, no I gotta watch it too. No, it but I cool. like. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm interested in it. It it looks a little altered carbony for me because I I tried to watch altered carbon and I fell asleep. Mm-hmm. And altered carbon is one of those things where if you fall asleep for ten minutes and you wake up, you're so totally lost. Yeah. Same thing with Cloverfield Paradox. <laughs> <laughs> Cloverfield Paradox I watched over, I think, I want to say a two-day period because my wife and I were watching it. We started watching it, and she asked the, she wakes up super early for her job. So right around 9 o'clock, I know. If the movie goes past 9 o'clock, I have to watch it the rest of it the next day. <laughs> and I came back to the next day, and it was right at the wrong moment where we mm-hmm. had to cut it off. It was yeah. right when shit starts going weird. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to spoil it for anyone. People have seen it. It's right when the ship starts fucking... No, wait, don't spoil it for people. All right, I'm not going to spoil it. And I'm like, okay, this is getting interesting. Starts the event horizon. Yeah, exactly. And I come back to it, and I'm like, okay. And then it gets goofy a little bit. And you're like, this is weird. It's got a sense of humor to it. Yeah. And I like that they attempted that. There's a lot of nice attempts in yeah. Cloverfield Paradox. Yeah. And I'm glad Patriots fans had something to watch after the Super Bowl. Wow. But, Shots you know, fired It was there. better than This Is Us. Yeah. Yeah. God, right. that show. I've never seen an episode of This Is Us, but I can't imagine. <laughs> I <laughs> cannot like, imagine. That show is terrible. I've never seen that. one episode. I've seen the, the commercials, and it's like every ep- I hate shows where inspiring. every episode is a very special episode. Heartbreaking, but inspiring. Yeah. Episodes. Like, no, definitely somebody's dying tonight. Yeah, I've heard great things about that. But there are also, there's so who? many people. From married people? I, yes. From families? There are so many people that come up and say, <laughs> Nick, you gotta watch this thing. Yeah. And I go, what network is it on? And they're like, it's on CBS. And I go, no. I don't need to. I am a child of the 80s, my friend. We had five channels growing up. Uh-huh. I have enough ABC, NBC, CBS, Fox. I have enough of those for the rest of my life. I don't need to watch Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. ever again. I don't fucking care that I got good midway through season four, but then stopped getting good at five, and you have to watch these five episodes. No, no. You get me, you get one shot at a show from me. Yeah. My wife and I are very litigious about this. We, not litigious, uh, conservative about this. If a show doesn't hit within five minutes of us watching it, it is dead forever. All right, but it, but a, a network show can hook the Scarpino family. It, it, it sort of can. What's the, what's, the, what's the closest to appointment viewing on a network for the Scarpino household? Well, my wife still is, I don't know if this counts, well, I guess Bravo's sort of a network, but not really. You're talking major networks. I'm talking right? major networks. We don't have one. No? Nope. You're not a Bachelor family? Nope. I was at a bar last night in L.A. The Bachelor was there. The, ba- the Bachelor? The Bachelor. Well, the Tim c- will love that because the- he and his girlfriend that live together, they fucking, they pound wine and watch The Bachelor. Right. They <laughs> lo- this wine. shit, they don't like sports. This is their sport. Yeah, it, it, people, this is their sport. Yeah. I don't understand. I don't, I don't understand people who, who have wrestling as their sport, and I definitely don't understand people who have The Bachelor as their sport. Well, you'll love Andy then, because Andy, uh, one of our other coworkers you haven't met yet, but I think he just came in, is uh, he huge into sports. The rest good, of good, us good. don't talk to me about sports. I don't know anything about sports. I mean, all sports are fixed. I just like to. I, I, I like to have the wool over my eyes. Yeah, yeah. You got to. You got to understand that there might be some level of competition still left in it. <laughs> I had a conversation with my buddy who's an Eagles fan. Like he just about, threw that in there. We, we went so far down the rabbit hole with like how the NFL could actually fix it if they wanted to, and we left. The conversation, like, yeah, they're definitely fixing games. Oh God, you're one of those. Like, you're one of those guys. That's like, you know what? Maybe we didn't go to the moon. Maybe we're right about that. Maybe the Earth is flat. Oh well, looks so, like over lunch, I'm going to be telling you about John F. Kennedy and what really happened that day. <laughs> I can't wait, ladies and gentlemen. Aren't you excited they about that? They changed the parade route the morning of. Oh my God, it's conspiracies galore. Uh, Kev, bring up this next news story because I know this will be near and dear to your heart. Uh, that the second half of the first season of The Tick. On Amazon is launches today. All right. I mean, wait, it's live. I believe you can go watch it. That's what the end of this article says. 
Uh, let's see, episodes Holy 7 shit. through 12 are available starting today on Amazon Prime Video. Oh, that's huge. Have you seen The Tick? Uh, I have not. I used to watch the Patrick Warburton version. I used to read the uh, the comic book mm-hmm. as a, as a Ute and uh, really enjoyed it. I love the sense of humor. Have not seen the new Tick. Do I need to? Yes, it is really, really fun. Really, I am a huge my my uh, my only real touchstone for the Tick was the cartoon series that mm-hmm. was in the, I want to say in the mid early nineties mid nineties. Right, right. And I'll never forget we were sitting. We had a, a special guest on. God. Probably 100 episodes of our podcast, uh, Rob Paulson, who was a VO actor. He does Pinky in the Brain. He did Animaniacs. All these, all these amazing characters. He was Donatello yeah. in the original in our childhood. TMNT. Whoa, really? We've known him for years. Uh, he, he's come out a bunch of stuff for IGN, and oh, he was sitting. Incredible. And he's a great guy, really nice guy. Um, he met we were, the neutrinos. We were, it's bad <laughs> and so we're sitting there talking. And I've never really nerded out about. I don't really get a lot of very starstruck. Uh, that often, but he told me he was like we were, we were talking about the shows that we loved as a kid, and I was like, oh, I used to love The Tick, and he goes, oh yeah, I loved doing that show. And I was like, wait a minute, what were you on The Tick? And he goes, well, I was Arthur. <laughs> and I, you can see the look on my face when this happens. I'm like, like it's it's almost like someone took their fucking mask off and it was Arnold Schwarzenegger behind it. I was like, oh my god, you made the best show. And then I started thinking about all these episodes, and mm-hmm. I was like, remember the time when you did that? But I, I was totally misquoting them because I haven't seen them in fucking yeah. twenty years. Yeah. Well, chair face, chip deal. This. He's like, I don't remember. The it's poker face. Goes yeah. Up. I was just god. It was so I nerded out so big over that. Who's the one person you could have right here who would make you nervous? Because I I like to consider myself somebody who doesn't get starstruck easily yeah. either. I, I'm trying to think of somebody who might do it to me. I would say if you put, because I got a big man crush on quite a few guys. I would say if you put Chris Hemsworth in that seat, <laughs> I wouldn't That's an be interesting. A, I wouldn't be able to, to take to out of context. Yeah, I, w- I would just be like, I have an interesting crush on guys with big pecs. Yeah, he's just he's something he special. That Hemsworth, yeah. There's just there's just a higher class of human. There is, and you look at it, and it's like I don't know what I, I don't know what. Where those Hemsworths came from, what egg they hatched out of, but Australia uh, kangaroo eggs. Yeah, they're the, the the Australian Baldwins are doing it better than the American Baldwins. Oh, the ba- remember when the Baldwins were like everywhere, and then there were so nowhere. many of them. Yeah, peak Baldwin era for me, I would probably say was '94 because that's when Alec. It was Apex Alec Baldwin. Mm-hmm. We still took Stephen Baldwin as like a it could be something, right. and <laughs> Billy Baldwin was making out with Cindy Crawford yeah. in the Oscar-winning Fair Game. Yeah, I think oh, that might have been the banner. Even Daniel Baldwin got worked that he year. He was yeah, Daniel. Daniel's the bigger, the kind of chubbier one, right? He was Harley yeah. Davidson in the Marlboro Man. Yeah, that yeah, 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 yeah. That movie was weird. Yeah, uh, I remember Backdraft Baldwin, which I, I always I always mix that's up. Billy. Is that Billy? That's Billy. That was a good movie. Mm -hmm. And then he does Fair Game. You're like, that's great. Uh, But how dare you not mention uh, Biodome in any of this? Oh, right. A Biodome. The seminal Polly Shore film. Oddly that, enough. Which, and the, I can never, is that Stephen Baldwin? I can never remember which one. That is Stephen Baldwin, that. yeah. Okay. Oddly enough, that's when I, I, I jumped off the Polly Shore train because I was captaining that, that uh, adventure for a while. I I'm saw Encino, s- man. I'm still captaining that. And it that. changed my life. It's fucking good. I tried it's good. for the first, for, there's a good three month period of last year where on this show I was trying to get people to watch every Polly Shore movie. I'm such a big Polly Shore fan. All I have to do that, is watch Biodome and then I've done it. 
Dude. I saw Jury Duty in theater. I saw In the Army Now. I saw uh, Son-in-Law mm-hmm. and Encino Man. I, I tweeted yesterday that there was this three-week period in my life when the coolest man alive was either Pauly Shore or Brendan Fraser. Yeah. And I didn't know which one. Did you read that GQ article about Brendan I Fraser? I read it in the on the plane on the way up here. That's wild, man. Harrowing stuff, man. Yeah. Yeah. But it's like it, it's kind of nice because everybody, he, he was kind of going to become a punchline. Yeah. And now you read it and you're like, oh, no, he's been through some shit and he's some back. Shit. That's yeah. good. It's fucking crazy, man. Yeah. God bless. I, I, it's funny you read those articles and you're like, because I'm absolutely fascinated. Absolutely fascinated. All the people that didn't read the articles, what, what happened? Uh, Brendan Fraser was, if you don't know, uh, a very big deal, late yeah. 80s, early yeah. 90s, all the way through the 90s. It had the Mummy mm-hmm. series. Went from being leading man to being like uh, kind of... I don't say he was the lead man. He went from being more of a dramatic actor to being more of the action hero, sort of popcorn crunching. Charismatic, yeah. He right. the, the article made a great point is that like a lot of his big characters are just like fished out of water. Like like he's playing a caveman and Cena man who's in modern day. Yeah. George of the Jungle, he comes out of the jungle. Uh, the the uh, you know blast whatever blast movie. From the past. Yeah, blast from the past. Comes out, literally out of a time capsule. Yeah, so it's like it's interesting. And then you're right. He gets the mummy, and then he's he's just he's kind of like an Indiana Jones in that. And then all of a sudden. He just had a, a string of, of, of bad luck happen to him where he was up for Superman, didn't get it because Brett Ratner's an idiot, and mm-hmm. not that I think Brendan Fraser would have been the best Superman, nah. but that's beside the point. Then he actually got sexually assaulted yeah. in like a ballroom by some douche who works at the Hollywood Foreign Press and who's still working on the Hollywood Foreign Press, and then he had like a bunch of surgeries and yeah. stuff, just like physically his body was breaking down. whole lot of stuff happened. That was the guy. thing, too, that I really respected about him, where he was like, I did a lot of my own stunts, and he's not a small guy. He's a pretty big Jack, dude. If you look, if you go back and look at him, he's he's got a good physique. No Chris Hemsworth, but I digress. I, I, How many people are really? Uh, but no, he said he all, his body just started breaking down on him, and over the span of seven years, he had to have a bunch of surgeries, and that was his career it cooled yeah. off. But I'm always fascinated by people that made it to that level and then couldn't keep it versus the people that made it to the level and could keep it. Like it's always there's so many different variables that play into that. Polly Shore being one of those guys at one point. In the late 80s, early 90s, he was fucking... The biggest comedy star on the planet. Huge. Yeah. Huge. He Doing took, huge movies. Dice was Dice was the biggest comedy star the world had seen since Eddie Murphy or Steve yeah. Martin. Dice selling out Madison Square Garden. Yeah. This is that time where Dice like would go and th- th- like tens of thousands of people watching him like singing along with the nursery rhymes. Just doing rhymes, nursery rhymes, But yeah. doing the nursery rhymes with him, yeah. And then Paulie Shore became like the MTV Spring Break yeah. comedian, like, you know, poet laureate of that era. And then it just, I mean, it's not going to last forever. And then Paulie's been around, and obviously his, his mom owns my favorite club, the Comedy mm-hmm. Store, so Paulie's around there a lot, too. But um, it's just, it's crazy to see people. And, and a lot of it just has to do with your representation, with your management, with who's, who's looking at your future as opposed to just trying to milk everything they can out of you today. Right. Who's looking at what you can do down the road. Yeah. He talks about that a little bit, too. I heard him on a podcast, and he was talking about how he just, it was a combination of all of the usual suspects where he was like, I got egotistical and just wanted to take some work. And my representation was like, don't do that. And he was like, I'm doing it. And then it just, and then also because he was such a, uh, uh, so the poster boy of the time, like the cultural zeitgeist of MTV. And then once yeah. that moved away, right. I think it was really difficult for him to keep up with that and, yeah, stay, and, and, it, and stay current. He's one of those comics, too, where it's like nobody's showing up to see what Pauly Shore has to say about politics. No. You know, Although I would love it. If Pauly wants to do 15 minutes on Trump right now, well, I'd love to hear his I mean, perspective. He does at clubs now. Like, does like, he? Like you, yeah, I mean, he gets into some stuff, but it's like that's, not, that's just not... 
when you think of the name Polly Shore, right. you, you think, think of the more weasel. of the you character. Think of the the juice, yeah. Right, right. Th then you do like any like like when you think of Chris Rock, you think of like a great comedian. Yeah. When you think of Polly Shore, you're like, yeah, he does that stoner character. Did you watch? Uh, well, we'll get into that on the podcast later. There's like 15 specials. I that's talk that's to you a about. tease. That's there what you is. call a tease. Oh, kids. by the way, foreshadowing. He's here all day, and we're doing a very special vlog. 2 p.m. If you guys are Patreon supporters at the one dollar above level, you get to see that show live today, and it's, I think it's going to be a really good one. If this podcast is any indication of how the next podcast is going to be. You're in for more of the same, ladies and gentlemen. You're in for more. By the way, I love that I flew you out from L.A. so you could take a break about talking about movies. So you come up here and talk about movies. This it's is really fun. This is great, though. This is very different. And and it's a weird, because when you're explaining to me how you how the show works, you're like, hey, we kind of do what you do. It, like We start out with a game plan, then we just go off the rails. Yeah. And it made me feel bad. Because Why? because movie talk is, is just by the nature of the show, it's just so straight laced. Dude, where it's like, okay, in our next topic, and I can't go off on heroin tangents. I did your show, which, by the way, thank you again for that invite. You I were great. It. You I were somehow, great. by the way, this is how I got the invite. I just kept standing in your peripheral vision when I was there, <laughs> and I was like, hey man, I'm here. I'm here tomorrow. And you're like, just put him on the fucking show. Yeah, I saw you go over to your press credit, like, just put him on the fucking show. I'm tired I, of it. I had to get, him. I had to get clearance. I'm just putting uh, Trenty Ice coffees in front of you, Trenty Ice teas. I'm like, I'll bring another one tomorrow. I'm here. But it's funny because be careful what you ask for. I was like, I'm gonna do the show and I'm gonna bring some of my expert level commentary. And it was one of the most Which intimidating thing. One of the most intimidating shows I've done. What? In the last two years, oh. because you guys are so good at it. And you're like, don't sing. Hey, I'm gonna. You you threw something over to me. We were talking about Black Panther. Like, Nick, do you think Black Panther uh, is gonna get is gonna go above 200 million for its opening weekend? And I was like, yes. Oh, uh, this is yes. And, or no? And, and by did. the way, it did. And it did. Well, I bet one dollar because I did the Price is Right thing, and boy, I was wrong. Am I, think I it hit too, like 230 million? Am I too like nerdy and like buttoned up? No, like, I fucking like, love do it. I, but, do I know too much, Nick? No. Am no. I not relating to the common person? No, anymore? they're to you. That that's what that show is for, though. There has to be a yin and a yang. And I think yeah. I'm the yang to your yin, where okay. you guys go and you actually tell people what they should and shouldn't think about the industry. <laughs> and I go and I bring up a story about the tick and then we talk about cocaine yeah. for 45 minutes. Yeah. And it's like, I'm just trying to paint the other side of the industry for people. It's a hard thing to do because <laughs> there's, the, yeah, the, the more cocaine, you know, what happened to Brendan Fraser with Nick Scarpino kind of yeah. take. Because I'm, I'm the authority. <laughs> on, by the way, did I read the last half of that article? No, it was too long. It was oh. way too long. I didn't get, I got all the way to the point we got sexually assaulted. Yeah. And then I was like, well, fuck, this is deep. And then I just never went back to it. Okay, so there's a photo booth that Brett Ratner had at his house. And everybody who went to Brett Ratner's house had to take a picture in the photo booth. And then Brendan Fraser gets a book like a year ago mailed to him. And it's like a coffee table book of all the photos of people in Brett Ratner's. I don't know, I don't know if Brett Ratner released the book. I don't know if it's out now. Probably not a huge seller in the last couple months. Well, if he maybe, yeah, timing's everything on that one. Yeah, maybe he is. got it at the beginning of last year. Yeah. He may have sold a few more copies than when he was you know. accused of a lot of crazy shit. Yeah. Uh, so that's Who that. Who does that? I don't Who's know. Who's like, man, I could really jerk off, but I also want to eat a shrimp cocktail. Oh, man, I mean, oh, like, there's a horrible joke to be made there about uh, being efficient with your time, but <laughs> I don't, I don't want to make that one. <laughs> It's like, I want to jerk off, but I'm also hungry, and as a man, uh, I'm going to yeah. prove women wrong, and I can, in fact, multitask. I've never, I can, in fact, multitask. I'll brush my teeth before I jerk off. I don't even want any, I don't want any, any breath. I don't want it yeah, at I want, all. I, I want a want, fresh, minty breath. I don't get the guys that want, want women to watch them jerk off. I don't even want to watch myself jerk off. No. To be honest. Every once in a while, I can't, like, I'll be maybe in the bathroom when my wife's at work, and I'll, 
there's anyone here? And then I'll see myself in the mirror. I'm like, I'm done with this. <laughs> the, I'm done with the whole thing. The worst see this. experience I ever had, uh, masturbatory wise, is uh, I was I was staying at Caesar's Palace. Okay. And they have mirrors on the ceilings, and I'm like laying there. It was in the afternoon, and yeah. like I was taking a nap, and I'm looking up, and I'm like, oh, this isn't gonna go well. Yeah. So I just, I just close my eyes and try to power through yeah. it. But then yeah. when you open your eyes, because eventually you have to open your eyes. And you're it's like, oh, God. And I just, it was like I was my relatives looking at me and just oh. being so, like all my dead relatives That's looking down at me. That's what your grandma's seeing. Mm. That's what mm. she's seeing. Oh. She knew you were in there playing with yourself back in the day. <laughs> and now she's got confirmation. We've talked about masturbation a lot today, by the way. It's been a good show. we talked about Airbnbs and how I hate them because the first thing I like to do in hotels is just crack one off and break and you know break in the hotel. And you were like, okay. Yeah. Let's go to the show. Let's go do the show. You feel weird doing an Airbnb, but hey. You you're jacking off someone else's be bedroom. That's what you're doing. Yeah. Uh, let's take a look real quick at what's out this weekend for everyone. I like to do this on Fridays every once in a while. Get your take, because I know you've seen most of these movies already. Uh, out this weekend, Annihilation, which is interesting, because if you just wait a month, it'll be on Netflix, uh, <laughs> which is crazy. Uh, Game Night, which I think a lot of people are interested in. That might be one I want to see. Have it's you seen funny. this yet? Is it funny? It is really funny. Yeah, I really like Game Night. It's a great cast. Jason Bateman, Rachel McAdams. Jesse Plemons is the scene stealer in that. He was uh, he was from Breaking Bad. Yeah. He's done a number of... He's, he's always kinds of plays like a psychotic character. He's the guy that shot the kid in Breaking Bad, right? He's yes, like, what? Yes, he yeah, is. Yeah, was fucking fucked yeah, up. Yeah, that's right. up. And, uh, and he's in this, and he plays like the neighbor who's going through a divorce, so he's kind of been ostracized from the Game Night group. Mm -hmm. And he's so funny in it. It's he's, amazing. He's one of those guys that you see... His career, and you're like, you're building it, man. You're gonna like, he like, he came from that, and you're like, that's he's a weird character actor. But now I'm fascinated by him. Every time I see him, I'm like, I want to watch this guy for another hour. Let's see I'm what happens. Not here. tooting my own horn here too much. I was hanging out with him at the SNL after party like, a couple months ago, and, uh, and, let's, uh, and he was at the bar. Let's, but, let's, pa let's pause there for a second and let's break that down. I'm not tooting my own horn here, was, but the guy that you just spoke very highly of, yeah, I was hanging out with. Not just hanging out with him at a bar. Like, no. Hey, come come hang out with me at the fucking local Irish pub at the after party for SNL. Yeah, I mean, I had to give context. You know, he was just there hanging out. I was just there hanging out. Mm -hmm. We're having a cocktail. We start talking to each other. And we had a funny conversation because we both of us could not remember if he's done my show or not. Okay. Because I think I got him confused with Lucas Till, mm -hmm. who looks a little bit like him. And he's like, I don't know if I did. Your, I think I did do your show. And I was like, wait, maybe you didn't. But I was just congratulating him on his career choices because he seems he's to be doing smart the kind of stuff that he wants to do. This is another reason why. Uh... The closest I get to a story like that, ladies and gentlemen, if you're wondering, is one time I saw Adrian Grenier, is that how you say his last name? Grenier. Outside, Grenier, yeah. outside of a blue bottle of coffee, and I was too shy to say hi to him. So that's the guy that gets you starstruck. No, I just was like, I don't really know what he's doing these days, and I don't want to be that one guy that's like, hey, loved you on Entourage, and he's like, fuck you, because it was like 10 years ago. Isn't that weird? Where some people really embrace like the thing that made them big, and then other people are like, I don't want to, like. Well, I'm not saying Adrian, he would have said, he might have been like, yeah, let's take a picture together. I'm going to give you some Still friendly advice, looking, and yeah. everybody out there can, can take this for what it's worth. Mm -hmm. I was at the SNL after party. No. Um, <laughs> uh, I know everyone on SNL, including Lauren Michael. If you ever have the pleasure of meeting Richard Dean Anderson, do not bring up MacGyver. Oh, God, that guy hates the fact that he ever played MacGyver. Yeah, Do I not bet. bring up MacGyver. I, I can only imagine. <laughs> yeah. Safety tip, ladies and gents out there. Uh, okay, let's and go into some tips. Annihilation, interesting movie, too. Have you watched it's, it? Have you seen it yet? It's good. It's got a weird ending. Still emotionally unpacking it. Okay. Yeah. Maybe I'll see that. Excited as shit we'll to watch that. I have yeah, so many. Yeah. Uh, we're doing an Oscars party here. We're going to be streaming along on March 4th. 
they missed the day to the Oscars. Um, Maybe me and Jesse Plemons will stop. You guys can come by. Maybe bring some of the cast from (laughs) SNL if they're on the fucking West Coast in Northern California for no reason where there are no celebrities. Um, But I have, I've yet to see so many of the the movies nominated for Best Picture and it sucks because they're all on on demand but you have to fucking buy them and I'm like, do I want to spend $15 on Lady Bird? Yes. On Lady Bird you do. What about Three Billboards? See this is where it get, what about Darkest Hour? See this is where go, I go down the rabbit hole of like, do I want to spend a hundred dollars to watch Gary Oldman too. do Churchill? Okay. I don't know, you know? about Darkest Hour. I, I, yes, it, yeah, it's worth that. It's worth that. Um, the the uh, the Three Billboards is a tough one because it's such a cool idea and it's such a great premise, but I never quite felt like it was it was any of it was real. That seems to be the consensus. And, and I wanted to, but it's just, and, and I don't know why McDonough won an award for directing anywhere else. I think it was smart. It, it's a fine movie, but I'm glad he was not nominated. I'm glad that Greta Gerwig was nominated mm-hmm. for Best Actress. The one I, or for Best Director, the one I still haven't seen is Phantom Threat. I cannot bring myself to watch Daniel Day-Lewis so close and yell at women for two hours. It was. I can't do it. I did. And by, did I bring myself to do it? How was it? I didn't bring myself to do it. My wife brought me to do it. Oh, boy. It was a beautifully made, beautifully shot, nuanced character drama that I really, after about 30 minutes, was like, I want this to be over. But it's really fucking good if you are a fan of Paul Thomas Anderson. If you want to watch Daniel Day-Lewis complain about someone eating their toast too loudly over breakfast in a very tense, it builds tension very well. And then at the end, you're like, okay, and it's beautifully shot. See, if, you, like if you're a fan master. of cinematography at all, go see it, because it's go- It's how you shoot a period piece, for sure. Can I admit something to you and your sure. fans? I, I want to like Paul Thomas Anderson so bad, I just don't. I haven't watched most of his movies. I, 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 just, I, I want to. I want to be the guy that drives around and is like, oh, have you seen P.T.'s latest? Have I you seen Inherent Vice? It's a very nuanced one. Oh, I, I hated that movie. Everyone hated that movie. I watched <laughs> the other day, uh, because it was on, and because I'm just the world's biggest Mark Wahlberg fan, as everyone knows out there. And is he the highest paid actor this year? Probably not. Should he have been? No. Well, um, he, he had to give most of it to, uh, to that foundation. Yeah, he had to give a couple, a couple dollars back yeah. from that getting money. Oh, no one um, else got paid? Oh, that's weird. Whoops. Maybe I just have better representation. Or you're giving that money away. <laughs> but uh, I watched Boogie Nights the other day. Yeah. And I'm like, fuck, yeah. this was a really good movie. It was really good. And then I'm just like, why did he make more like that? Because I thought he was going to return to that with Inherent Vice. I'm like, oh, we're going to get another kind of like another movie like that and it wasn't and then we get There Will Be Blood and everyone's like it's so powerful and I'm like I don't really get There Will Be Blood but I, I'm also adult so I not like, an adult adult I like adult yeah, yeah. I, I'm adult too I love The Master it, was it good? it's great I couldn't see it I it's great the, the performances alone Philip Seymour Hoffman is so good yeah. Joaquin Phoenix so good there's a scene they're in prison and they like break a prison sink and you just you feel like you're there okay. it's a weird way to sell a movie yeah. <laughs> if you only see one movie with a prison sink explosion, yeah. the master. See the master. That's where you want Philip Seymour Hoffman. You know, he played the, uh, the, the manager of the team in, uh, <laughs> in the fucking, that one movie. Uh, he played the manager. The manager, not the, not general, the general manager, manager, Billy Bean. Who was, in fact, played by Brad Pitt. Yeah, I could have put the name in the question. That's could have put who played Billy Bean. Wouldn't have mattered. Wouldn't yeah. have gotten it anyway. That's a little a manager. Yeah, that's a little that's a little sneak peek of something that's coming up later. <laughs> for Jesus Christ. Jeez. No, we're not gonna I don't wanna ruin it for it. Has that episode launched yet? No. Uh no. Okay. No. I have an episode of the but uh, you can check it out on our Patreon. There you are, Schmodown Trivia, me and Josh McCougar go head to head. Are we the same person? Probably. If if we checked, <laughs> I bet if we checked, we have the same mom, or at least someone <laughs> in our lineage that's the same, but we had a blast competing against each other. And uh, I put up 
a great performance. And you guys are you guys say that. you guys both hail from the same regions of Italy, which we I do. found it's amazing. Yeah. Maybe maybe that's what it is because you know everyone in Italy is like they're related. There's so much inbreeding there, and everyone's so lazy about keeping is records. Is there inbreeding in Italy? I don't know, but every time you go, it's like this is your cousin. I'm like, are you fucking lazy, or is this guy really my cousin? Because I can't, you can't possibly have done this much fucking. Like, you can't possibly have done that. It just seems to me like a continent of what, 50 million people, and there's three names to go around. It's just, yeah, it really is. Yeah. And everyone here, when they get here, it's not the last name. It's always the first name. It's Gina Marie. You know, <laughs> everyone's there's Gina Anthony's, Marie. Yeah. There's Anthony's. Yeah. There's oh my Paulie's. god, there's Paulie. Yeah. I have. An, a great uncle Anthony. I got Danny. I got a, an uncle Paul, and Uncle Vince, Uncle Vinny. It's like let's. And my name's Nicholas Michael. So it's like let's not stray too far. Yeah. From the center of uh, uh, pure Italianism. Is the wife Italian? No, my wife is. Uh, she's uh, Dutch. Ah, okay. Like, for, of a Dutch heritage, right. white, white American. Spreading but, your European wings. But it's awesome because when she'll every once in a while, uh, her Oma, not Grandma, they call them Omas, uh, is from Holland. Mm-hmm. And she's very much has that accent that makes her kind of like a really cute Muppet. She's like, oh, yo, oh, oh. and it's adorable. <laughs> but every once in a while, my wife will say something in Dutch, and which I call Hollish, um, and she hates it. But she'll say something, and I'm in like, that Holland is such days. a cool language, and why do you know that? And it's so amazing. I'm like, let's yeah. go. But she's like, I don't want to fucking go to Holland. I've been there so many times, so I'll never go to Holland again. Oh, too bad. And now I get to go to like other places that are just as good, because the world is great, and you guys are great to us, just like those of you who have left a tip here. Uh, Draxborn gave us our first tip and said, Great Wall of Cabin, please accept this fun clip. May it pass through you the same way Taco Bell passes through Nick. Oh, I hope not, because sometimes Taco Bell does not I pass. i got to get those uh, nacho fries. Oh, Jesus. They're, in, they're innovators they're over good. there. Yeah. I mean, they took french fries, they gave you cheese sauce. You used to have to go to two different places to get that. Yep. Which I've done. <laughs> I'll go to McDonald's, and then I'll go get the dipping. The, I'll, I'll go to Taco Bell. And I'll, the do them, I'll do them the favor of ordering like a taco or something, just so yeah. I don't look like a total idiot. But I'm like, for free shit. I, I, need, I need a cup of hot cheese with that. Yeah. I got some McDonald's fries. Salty goodness waiting for me. You're fucking, that's a, that's a genius maneuver, sir. I'm kind of a smart guy. You dude. are not a smart. I mean, you're not not a smart guy. There the video I think is funny. We'll watch it. Okay. Uh, we have uh, we do a thing where people can give us fun clips. Yeah. And if they're good, Kevin will watch them and put them on. If not, Kevin will just destroy you and ban you from Twitch forever. Hence the wall of Kevin. That is, they call him the Great Wall of Kevin. Okay. Because nothing gets past him that he does not want to pass him. We also call him the glue because he makes everything work, and the milkman because he is lactose intolerant but refuses to not drink milk. I, look, if I was lactose intolerant, I would still have to have an occasional slice of pizza. He will follow that up with the world's biggest milkshake. And then will <laughs> stare at me as he's drinking it and go, my stomach hurts, and keep drinking it. And I love him to death. I, want, I just want to ball him up and put him on a low-carb diet. Coconut milk. He doesn't like it. He tried almond milk also. He's like, this is fucking great. He was eating cereal with almond milk the other day, and he just threw it against the wall. He's like, I don't like this shit. <laughs> uh, we've gotten a cheer from MS versus Bear. Mrs. versus Bear said, wanted to wish my girlfriend Jenny a happy birthday uh-huh. via the KF family. She's at Jen underscore knee underscore fur on Twitter and Insta. It's her golden birthday. Hope, uh, also, uh, what is happy birthday to Cool Greg, uh, producer, uh, Pertillo's producer. I don't know what that is. At 50? Maybe. For, well, all right, it's pretty young. It's probably 21. Golden birthday. What's the golden birthday? 30? 25? Somebody tell us in the chat. 
What the golden birthday is? Now nah, they'll tell us that you don't have to look at him. Uh, Drax Born <laughs> gave us another tip and said, I swear, as much as Nick wants it, there's no dude but this time. Everybody had a great weekend. Have a great weekend. Be awesome to each other. Gave us the same clip. Uh, we got another cheer from Lesbian Jedi. It's 10, but I just like reading that name. Uh, triple B2 2477 says, Nick Scarpedo, Mark Ellis, Podcast Heroes Unite. Love you guys. Thanks for all the laughs. Uh, and our final tip today comes from Mr. Yasman 300 it says, guys, did you hear that a biopic is getting made about Flamin' Hot Cheetos creator? Yes. Uh, we did hear that. Also, what does Ellis think uh, about the Magnum P.I. reboot on CBS starring Jay Hernandez? Oh, that's tough. Magnum P.I. Is he going to have a mustache? No. You, you have to have a mustache. And here's the crazy thing. you got to make it even bigger than Selleck's. Yes. It's got to be, you got to go big. It's a new day. It's a new age. We need a bigger mustache than Selleck. Can Jay Hernandez's face pull it off? No, you're asking for... It's like trying to outbuild the tallest building. You know, you're just not going to get it. I'll say something very controversial right now. Mm. Tom Selleck would have been a damn good Indiana Jones. Oh, he would have been a great Indiana Jones. Maybe not Harrison Ford, but we still would love Indiana Jones. It would have been a different movie, but still as fun, I think. Yeah. I'm I'm going back and... Sometimes at night I get anxiety about the next day, so I have to put on the dumbest show I could possibly find to just turn my brain off. And today's dumbest show is Friends, and I'm at... I just hit the end of the Tom Selleck era, the Tom Selleck run. It was friends. a great run great for friends. Run. Great run for After friends. After that, they all started hooking up with each other. It's like, is Joey and Rachel going to get to? What are you, you know doing? what it was? I think it's because they had to pay the, the leads so much money. They couldn't afford to pay Charlie Sheen to come in as the sailor again. Which, by the way, that was the episode I watched last night. <laughs> Fucking Charlie Sheen guessed it on that show. I forgot about that. I think at one point Brad Pitt guessed on it too, right? He did, he yeah. Yeah, them. back when they were together, Van Damme guessed it on the uh, post-Super Bowl one. Saw that one. That was yeah. awesome. Just just watch that yeah. one. That at some great. point, you're right, the Friends cast itself just cost too much money. They're it's, like, we can't afford to put minorities in the show. Yeah, we gotta just, we gotta, we gotta just do what we gotta do. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, let's go to this next section. We're getting a little long here called PS I Love This Best Friend XOXO. What's that? What is that, Mark? Well, I'll tell you. It's your opportunity in the community to nominate someone you feel is doing a great job of being a human being or just being someone, a best friend in the community. Uh, you go to kindoffunny.com slash best friend, fill out that form, uh, just like Everett Borslow did. He is shouting out Zyger and says he is nice. <laughs> That's it. That's it for that one. Usually it's a long paragraph of like why this person means so much to this other person, but this one, they saved us because it's Friday. That was nice. I don't feel like reading out loud that much. No, he is nice. That's it's all it says. That's it. Uh, what's that? You want to watch this video? Yeah, let's, we're going to go into the giveaway right after this, but let's watch this weird video about DQ. I don't, I don't know how great it is, but... It's yeah, nine seconds if long. If it's called DQ, long. Blizzard Fail, it's going to be great. Yeah, let's do it. This shit really just doesn't... <laughs> I'm just, like, in awe, like, that this shit really don't come out. Like... <laughs> <laughs> well, at some point, it was going to come out. Oh, it's great. It's not fucking putty. It's, it's yeah, ice cream. But I love that it came out in one block. Just... Like all the cells of the blizzard were like, we're not going, we're not going, we're not, we're all going. We're going, we're going okay, we're going together. We go. You guys go to this party? Let's go to this party. Oh, wow. Well, there was still we some of that was salvageable with a spoon if you ate it quickly. I'm sure he just went down there and just put it back. I feel like his yelling ruined it for me. Did it? Yeah. Do we think he was serious about that or do we think he filmed that as a, I know oh, this is going to happen? Oh, yeah. I feel like Clark? he was like, I'm a Vine star. I'm going to try to get that. And he, that was like the fifth take with the fifth blizzard. All right, I take Nothing's back real all my enthusiasm. Yeah. Nothing's real anymore. No. You know what? Here's what I want to do, Kev. Yeah. Can you do me a favor? Uh-huh. And can you find the, uh, the, the avocado clip for Mark? I want him to watch sure. that with me and experience that with me today. It is what we opened with. I know. I the just want to watch it one clip? more time. You'll, you'll, you'll appreciate it. You're, yeah, you're a Southern the, California uh, guy. You know Del Taco. Yeah, I'm sure you've been to Del Taco once or twice. Really? It doesn't it, matter. It, it, but but I, I admit You're aware it, of a really. restaurant chain called Del Taco. Never been to Del Taco or Wiener Schnitzel. It's a character flaw. I'm there sorry. you go. Well, it's not. That's probably why you're skinny. 
All right, ready? Play it. Get to Del Taco. They got a new thing called Frisha, Free, free Shavaka Do. Free Shavaka. There it is. That is a fun clip, ladies and gentlemen. That's what we think is funny here. Not Mark. He didn't laugh at once. He gave me a pity laugh on that. Yeah, that was good. But that's it. That was good. All right, let's go to the giveaway. Each and every day we give away here a game here on twitch.tv slash games on the morning show. How do you win? Well, you can be in the Twitch chat. You can be a Twitch subscriber. Spoilers, if you have Amazon Prime, Jeff Bezos wants to give you more money. You can link your Amazon Prime <laughs> over to Twitch Prime for a free $5 subscription. Give that to us if you want. It goes a long way. It helps bring guys like this up. If not, give it to someone in our community because otherwise Jeff Bezos will be worth $200 billion. And that's the point that we just have to, I don't know, we just have to quit. He, when he's worth more than everyone else on the planet combined, <laughs> it's time to just fucking call it a day. You win. Home. Let's follow Elon to Mars. Oh, my God. Uh, ways three and four, you can go over to patreon.com slash kindoffunny or patreon.com slash games. Support us at the $2 above level and amplify your chances to win. Today's giveaway is brought to you by Me Undies. Let me tell you something about Me Undies right now. You want to look good in your underwear and be comfortable, right? Don't we all? But that perfect balance is hard to find. Don't sacrifice style or comfort. Check out MeUndies.com and find the best pair of underwear in the world. Now today I got up and I put on a pair of underwear that are sort of like MeUndies, but not MeUndies. And I wasn't, I didn't think anything about it. I put yeah. them on, I'm like, eh. you know? Like everything was a little where it didn't need to be. Everything is kind of where it wants to be, but not really. And I think to myself, if there is a better solution out there for hugging the bottom part of my body and keeping uh -huh. it where it needs to go, maybe I owe it to myself to explore that. I would say you do. Tim, they, you know, they, they ship you free pairs every yeah. once in a while. So you can try. Right. Tim tried one pair on. Now he steals the rest of the pairs. So I'll never know. <laughs> I have to go out there and buy it myself. But the best part about doing that is it's 100% satisfaction guaranteed for the very first pair. If you don't like it, you take it back. It doesn't matter if it's stinky or not. You do a workout in them. You're like, I don't like these. They smell a little bit like onions. You throw them back at their face. They, they give you your money back. Also, right now, if you act now, you get 20% off free shipping and that 100% satisfaction guaranteed uh, for the softest underwear you will ever have. Go to MeUndies.com slash morning. That's MeUndies.com. This limited time offer is a limited time offer. So what are you waiting for? Start wearing the best underwear of your life. It changed Tim's life. Maybe one day it'll change mine. MeUndies.com. Today's winner comes from the Twitch chat. Congratulations. BigMaddie9710. Uh, you have won Framed 2 on iOS. So hopefully you're not an Android guy. Woo! Big if you are, give it to someone else. All right, let's go into the three and three. We're going to talk to the chat now. We take three questions, comments, or concerns from the non-subscribers, or the norms, as I call them. And okay. then uh, we will go into the chosen few, the golden children, the subscribers. Love the it. people who have chosen to take free money and give it to us. <laughs> uh, queue up your questions from Mark. I'm sure you guys have a lot of your fans. If not, ask him about his day. Um, <laughs> You hate oh, Mark. here's one. Okay, here's going to be a point of contention in our friendship. Frog okay. and Bullfish 89 says, Mark, I'm sorry to break it to you, but it's better to get the bat out early. Nick hates The Departed. Um, the Departed is a movie that blew me away the first time I saw it, and it bugs me every time since, and I will tell you why. Can mm. you guess? Uh, the comedic elements that are haphazardly thrown in and make no sense tonally. No, it's okay. the, the piss-poor editing. Oh, really? I mean... His poor. The continuity in that movie is one of the worst things I've seen in really? cinema since to the 2000s. And Scorsese takes like years to edit his movies. He does it all himself. The editing is so bad. When you go back and watch it, it's so clearly obvious that like this scene was filmed here, then this scene was filmed here. Like just characters at different angles. The continuity with like liquids and stuff. It just it really bugs the crap out of me. There you go. Oh. The Departed. Still a good movie. A terrible movie. Oh, Nick. A terrible. 
movie. I like to play into this oh, joke a lot. Nick. I'm not it's a huge not a fan joke. of The Departed. You don't like yeah. it. I'm not a huge fan of it you only because it. I like Scorsese when he's doing uh, like I like Goodfellas Scorsese. I like Wolf of Wall Street Scorsese. I like the movie when it's a little bit more. <laughs> I don't know. I just I, I didn't vibe with the Departed. There was too it, many elements that were thrown in. The ending was a little Reservoir Dogish and weird. And some of the comedy I felt just did not work. I didn't like the very ending with like the thing, you know. I mean, you like, can spoil like, it for people now. If you haven't seen yeah. the Departed by now. But uh, Whitey, it, it, it's interesting just knowing the true story because he 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 lived in Santa Monica. Really? And he was living in Santa Monica for like twenty years. Really? Before he got caught. Before he got pinched. Yeah. There's like some old dude in Santa Monica. And it's like I probably walked by. That guy. Probably wow. walked by Whitey. Yeah. That does actually add an element Crazy. to it. Yeah. A lot of people giving me shit for this. Not the Lysander at work says good movie. movie, period. It's a good movie. It's a good movie. Maybe the ending I, bothers me. Maybe I gotta go back and watch it. I don't know. It's fun to say too. That the it departed. departed. The departed. That departed. Maybe I just have an unfair bias against uh Bostonians. Maybe I just don't like them. Maybe they have an unfair bias against <laughs> Well, it's always the East Coast, West, it's the East Coast, West Coast thing where people are like, well, East Coast, Best Coast, and we're like, we don't think of you guys at all. I'm sorry. Movie. Are you from the West Coast? Yeah, I'm from SoCal. Okay, okay, yeah. so I grew up on the East Coast. Well. Like, you know, like Virginia, North Carolina, so I'm pretty neutral. It's one of those things where <laughs> I look at people, I think it's just because, and I'll say this, I'll put it out on the table, people who grew up in snow are harder. They're tougher than I am. It, it looks hard to grow up in, like, Pittsburgh, you know? It just looks, it like, just looks hard. hard. So I understand when someone... When someone makes a movie about your town, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and it's about you know, and they, and you hear people's accents that you have, and they're they're trying to emulate your toughness, and then some little pudge boy from Southern California has the audacity in his fucking flip flops and shorts to be like, eh, I didn't like the Departed. Yeah, it's wicked, you know. It's like I, you know, there's better Boston movies. It's out wicked there. dumb. The town is a great Boston movie. Goodwill Hunting. Town's actually really good. That's the thing about Affleck. Every once in a while, I'm like. You make a good movie, man. Dude, the guy, the guy's great. I just, I just, he doesn't want to be Batman, so let him out. Free, free Affleck. Free Affleck, ladies and gentlemen. Let's go into, let's be a little East Coast, West Coast banter now. Mm-hmm. Seriously, Jason says East Coast, son. Uh, Havoc uh, Mark Maker wants you to weigh in on the great debate we've been having here, which don't is also, it. I don't know if you noticed this or not, we have a lot of absurd, stupid debates that we have on this no, show. No, here, here? No, I know. What? I know. Uh, one of the debates that came up, and I don't know who perpetuates this constantly. It's a fucking... Is that, is Clerks better than Lord of the Rings? Now, before I say that, let me caveat this. Not necessarily a better achievement in cinema, but what would you rather watch right now? Clerks (laughs) or Lord of the Rings? Hell yeah, he's on the Clerks side. We heard it again. Clerks, Clerks 1,000%. Now, this got to such a head when we had Mia Khalifa on the show. She was like, clerks all the way. And people Fuck gave her yeah. so much shit that she tweeted at Kevin Smith. It was like, I want you to weigh in on this. And Kevin Smith unequivocally, unequivocally said, that's the wrong word. Doesn't matter. You know what I mean? That Lord of the Rings is much better than clerks. Yeah, but like, no chance you know he that it's not. Actually believe it. he's but he smokes a lot of weed. He does, yeah. It's way too much weed. He puffs the chiba. And I'm not quite sure that he remembers that he made clerks at this point. <laughs> He might think he's Peter Jackson because they kind of look like scruffy little nerf herders together. Did you know? he? Did, did, did she say Clerks too by accident? Did I say Clerks? No, no, she said Clerks. Because the first Clerks is such a great landmark so movie good. to me. Here's the thing about Clerks: you can just put it on and just enjoy. Lord of the Rings, it's such an investment. You know, it's like you need a lot of emotional capital to put in before you turn on Lord of the Rings. I, as in my in my elevated age, uh, pee a lot. And I have to pause the movie a lot when I'm at home to watch it because I also don't have a lot of attention span anymore. Uh I want to pause. I got to get up. I'm like, I'm going to get up. It would take me 
conservatively, six hours to watch the first Lord of the Rings if I had to right now. If, if Cloverfield Paradox was any example of what might happen, that was two days, Lord of the Rings might be a month-long endeavor. For yeah, me. I'm a risk. I'm a risk of any number of factors watching a movie now. It's, it could be pee breaks, it could be naps. There's, there's a lot of things that could detract me from the movie. The cell phone just might have I'm something watching. on it, and I'm like, pause the movie, I'm going to watch the cell phone. <laughs> uh, here's a fun question. comes from uh, B, uh, DH Can- uh, Canada says, what's your favorite Fast and Furious movie? Um, my favorite Fast and Furious movie is Fast Five. There you go. It was when the, it was when it came back. It was a fun heist movie. Yep. They're kind of they're, they're kind of losing it. They're, they're losing me again a little bit with this one. But I think that spinoff with The Rock and Statham that they're doing that Vin Diesel's not happy about because they're making a spinoff with now The Rock Russ, and, now and uh, Vin Diesel. Tyrese, right? He was pissed off about that too. Yeah, because because th- th- that ma- them making that movie is pushing back the the next Fast and Furious mm-hmm. movie because it's got The Rock and it's got Jason Statham and. You know? I'm a big Vin Diesel fan. I love Vin Diesel, but I'm a bigger Rock fan. And if Rock wants to make a movie, I'm gonna fucking I'm gonna go watch that movie. If it's not Baywatch, if it's not a sequel to Baywatch. You're a big Vin Diesel fan. I like Vin Diesel. Let sure. me ask you a question about your boy. Sure. Why he's shredded, right? He's like jacked. But why does he have a double chin? He's a little old now. He's but he's just like so buff everywhere else, and you well, get up to his face, and he just looks like real talk is it's really hard to walk around with abs. It's really hard to walk around that defined. And it's way easier to pack on muscle and keep muscle, especially if your body's used to it. He's he like if you go yeah. back and watch his body from Triple X yeah. to now, he was very fit in Triple X. He was really fit. Not as big, but very fit in yeah. pitch in uh, I was I almost said pitch perfect. Pitch dark. Pitch black. Pitch dark. Pitch black. Pitch black. Yeah. Um now, look man, you hit 40 and you just can't do that to your body. And it's one of the reasons why Hugh Jackman's like, dude, I don't want to fucking do Wolverine anymore. Yeah. It's so fucking hard. And you got to do a lot of other shit that you're not supposed to talk about in order to get those abs and to keep that muscle. <laughs> you remember on. when Stallone got caught with HGH like in Australia? Yeah. And they're like, it's illegal here. We, we can arrest you. He's like, oh, it's for real. I did it for real. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's like, I'm Rambo. I need but, this to be Rambo. It's, it's one of those things that I, I wish I knew a celebrity on that level who was willing to tank their career by admitting to like what they have to do to keep that body. Do you think it would but, tank their career? Yeah, your boy Hemsworth, probably. He, if you look at Chris Hemsworth probably. from his first few movies, uh, he was very, very, he's very skinny. He walks around very skinny. Yeah. And so for a guy that size, granted, he's once you put the bulk on, your body remembers it, and it's a lot easier. And the last few movies, he hasn't taken his shirt off because I think he didn't get that defined for him. He hasn't been as defined as Thor as he was the first time he played well, Thor. He's pretty fucking jacked in the Dark World. We just watched that. But yes, but the first time. Maybe the Dark World was his peak. When he takes his shirt off. Yeah. I remember this, right? I actually was watching. <laughs> I, was see, I was in the theater, and I had to go to the bathroom. And I come back, and my friend's like, you missed it. <laughs> and I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, oh, I just took a shirt off. And I was like, fuck. Damn it. Saw it again. Yeah. And let out an audible gasp <gasps> when I saw the definition in his abs and mm-hmm. his fucking shoulders and his biceps and fucking tries were huge, man. It's one thing to see it on the cover of Muscle and Fitness because you know it's airbrushed. Yeah. But, like, to see it happen in a movie where it's probably been CGI'd a little, but it's like, to see that, uh, dear. Ah, I'm my. just fascinated by guys that can wear jeans, and there's a space in between their yeah. jeans yeah. and the belt, where their abs go. Yeah. Where with me, it's more like when you tie, if you were to tie a belt around a full garbage bag, <laughs> you know? Where it's just everything's sort of overflowing and there's no space. Yeah, I'm gonna there's be one no of those space. guys that has the gut and then the gut on top of the yeah. gut. I'm you know the two layered? Yeah, what I do is you put it, you wince it yeah. in the middle of the gut, bah, yeah. make mini gut, mini gut. Yeah. Mini gut on the bottom, mini gut on the top. Yeah. There it is. Let's take a couple more questions from uh, <laughs> subscribers and then we will get out of here, maybe grab 
Uh, oh, this is a good one. Super Jolly Max said, what did Mark think of Black Panther? He wasn't on the Schmoes review. I was not on the Schmoes review, no. Um, <laughs> I wasn't like protesting the movie or anything. No, you just travel <laughs> it a lot. Was, yeah. I imagine you were probably touring. Yeah, no, Christian and, uh, and RB3 went to the premiere. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and so they, they did the review. And uh, we didn't have time to shoot a spoiler review. And now it's kind of not worth it because, you know, it's, everybody's review's been out there ad nauseum. But I love Black Panther. Did I you? probably would have given it... Five out of five schmoes. Where do you rank it? We do. We're doing the MCU in review right now. Where every week we run, we we're going back and watching all of them and ranking them. It ranked number three on it's, our list. Oh no, that doesn't. You can't say it ranked number three on our list because the list is only Phase One right now and Black Panther. That's a good point. Sorry, yeah. not not Sorry. out of all movies, but like, does it rank pretty maybe top so, ten for you? Or? So as of right now, it's number three. As of one out of the first in the first seven phase, movies, it's the number first three. Phase, it's number three. I have. I might have Iron Man. Still at number Iron Man and the Avengers are probably still my top two. Mm-hmm. Black Panther and Civil War are probably vying for the three spot. Interesting. I feel like that's probably where we're going to net out because yeah. right now it's Iron Man number one, Avengers I have a feeling number two. It's be oh no! Did we put Avengers one? Avengers, Avengers at one? Is number one. So Avengers, Iron Man, Black Panther right now. Yeah. And I ranked it a little bit lower because I found a lot. I didn't like a lot of the action sequences. I thought they just kind of felt flat, and a lot of people. Called me an asshole. For I that. Re- oh, really? I really think that it's going to move down significantly. I think It'll be it will in the too. sixth or seventh spot once we have the, the full list. Right. Yeah. I think it ranks very highly because of the story and the character development. Yeah. But when I. It's just because more emotional I, than anything else. That's very you know? true. But when I we've been watching all of them back to back, and when you put that up against like the action, even in Iron Man 3 or Iron Man 2, the set pieces just don't. It doesn't, Iron it Man 3's got great action. It does. And Iron Man 1. Got RDJ. It's really, really fun. But I don't know. I got to go back so and watch good. it again. Yeah. My wife wants to watch it this weekend, so I might take her to see it on Saturday. The, the BP. Yeah, we'll it's see. so good. I'm we'll very see. happy for throw it. Throw some more money it. their way. They don't need yeah. it. But yeah. We'll throw it at them. <laughs> they don't care. Uh, let's see. How is Winter Soldier not up there? It says Madav Sevens because we have not hit Winter Soldier yet. We I really yet. like that movie. I don't love it like everybody else. Uh, everybody else says it's the best MCU movie, and I'm like, it's a good movie. I like the first Captain America better than Winter Soldier. It's, I'm that guy. Oof, you're losing points just like when I said the department was a bad movie. I can feel him sliding away from me right now. Uh, but that's okay. This is a great place to wrap up this show. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us on this Fair Friday. I hope you enjoy the rest of your day. Mark, thank you for joining me. Much appreciated. Love you, buddy. He'll be back 2 o'clock. Pacific Standard Time, West Coast, Best Coast. On GOG, we're going to be talking a lot about the same things you just heard and probably some more of the same things, but it's going to be really, really fun. Uh, I will be back on Monday, 11 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. But before that happens, uh, Kind of Funny Games Daily with Tim and Jared Petty is up next. Stick around for that. Kevin, cut the feed.